Welcome to Talk About Town, a podcast about real estate and some other stuff. And now, your hosts, Mal and Neil. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, welcome, welcome to uh, the spooky edition of Talk About Town, I guess. Hopefully it's going to be spooky. I don't know. This is a Halloween episode. Today with us we have returning guest, Jeremy Judah. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having Again, me. Again, he's becoming yep. a regular. And we got Chad Hennessy, which is our insurance guy. So thanks for coming in, Chad. Thanks for having me. And Neil's here too. I'm, I'm also here, <laughs> as, uh, as per usual. Right. You just don't get the big intro. That's all right. So, um, Anyways, um, yeah, so we have a room full. We're kind of getting used to the four of us i'm kind of liking having four and we have a real cool setup in here today so hopefully our audios kick ass we'll have to so. pick this whole this yeah thing yeah, is yeah new here here we always forget like yeah this it looks really cool in here you all just have no idea but um <laughs> we, all right we well tell the uh, the dancers and stuff to chill out for yeah yeah, yeah for right now um <laughs> all right well we have a list of 15 20 things we want to get to today so let's jump into this could be a cool segment announcements what announcements do you guys have over there <laughs> jeremy do you have an announcement well it's now jeremy judah of smith and wilson realty yes yeah. congratulations yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes have joined great with forces with neil and mal nice so if he becomes a regular we'll just throw him in the little disclaimer that we have so we don't have to That's announce right. it every time i have to tell it all right and then Go with the big announcements. Oh, we, no the, politics, but well, no <laughs> politics, but Jeremy and I both are now commissioners of the city of Wellington. Big time, yeah. Big but, time. I, I mean, if you if you want to say that we're the president of Louisville, you could say that. Okay, well, president that of Wellington. Yeah. I don't know about president of Louisville, but mm, I'm saying Louisville. Yeah. Okay. Go big. Right. Who cares? Go big, go big or go home. <laughs> yeah. What are they going to do? Kick us off the air? That's no. right. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, congratulations on for everything. Both you right. guys. We're, Thank we're, you. The show is just doing big things. It is. We're taking over. <laughs> all right. Fun. Well. Um, all right. So this is Chad Hennessy of Insuramax. And little cheat code here. Chad has been my insurance agent for approximately 17 years, I believe. Is that when you got your license? It's crazy. It's been that long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's uh, when I bought my first house ever. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember. 2002. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy because Neil's only 16. Right. I know. <laughs> yeah. It's nuts. Yeah. We write him young. Yeah. Uh, well, that's cool. Uh, we This came about when we went to... The Satterfield Lunch, which mm-hmm. we never even put our pictures or anything. We're, we're bad about that. Like, Yeah, we went to the uh, cool. uh, Republic Bank had us out to listen to Coach Satterfield talk. That's right, and bumped yep. into you, and he was one of our three or four listeners at the time. He's like, I'd love to be on the show, so here he is. <laughs> That's right, and, it, and it's cool, too, because you know I have a former life as a teacher, mm-hmm. and right. Chad knew me as a teacher, and then now we're kind of in adjacent mm-hmm. industries and uh, I would love to explore some partnerships and Absolutely. stuff like that. And uh, now we run into each other in a couple like new networking settings. meetings. And yeah, it's yeah. fun. We all win when we all win. That's what you ever seen that posted in some of our Facebook groups. We all win when we all win. So we share the love. Yeah. Well, Neil, if I remember, you also were a, you coached. I did coach. Yeah. I, I used to be a girls' high school soccer mm-hmm. coach. 
and I think you got at least one daughter who plays pretty high level soccer. I hate to say it, but she did. Uh, yeah, I have a daughter oh. that's now a freshman at WKU, but she played Go Tops eight years of Kentucky Fire, then at Assumption, traveled the region. Um, just a lot of fun. So a lot of commonality with Neil for sure. Yeah. Um, and w- I think one of your coaches was a mutual friend too. So I would always see you guys celebrating cause you know, you all did really well uh, and I'd right. see, yeah. I'd see our, our mutual friend Dalton. I'm like, what is he doing there? That's right. That's right. Yeah. He's a, a coach over at assumption right now. I think he's just completed his third year. Um, yeah, they got a great group over there right now. Uh, the power of Facebook. You know, mutual, yeah. small Louisville. Well, so, yeah, you know. I, always, I always say Louisville, there's one degree of separation. One, that's that's, totally that's fair. Generally, yeah. yes. <laughs> Guarantee it. Yeah. yeah, I always say it's just a big town's all it is. Yeah. You know? But, big city, small town. Right. Yeah, yeah small town, small. big city. Spot yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. All right, well. Um, all right, so so insurance stuff. Um, what? So you're with insurance, Insuramax. Yeah. Tell us a little about your company. Yeah, yeah. Thank guys. Thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, I'm a proud partner. Uh, celebrating. Well, I guess August first was my 19th anniversary, so I'm in my 20th year. Damn. Um, started uh, at 10 years old. No, <laughs> right. Started about a year and a half after I graduated. Uh, went to WKU. Um, actually was a marketing major and went to work for a company called Thomas Lighting. Um, tried the corporate world. Was had a marketing job and did that for about 20 months. And then got the old, uh, my boss came in and said, hey, we want to put you in sales. Uh, however, there's a territory, a small place called Houston, Texas, we want to move you to. Damn. And uh, Louisville's my home. It's my wife's home. It's where I'm from. And uh, we didn't want to leave. And called my dad, who's one of the uh, founding partners of InsureMax, and said, hey, what if I try this family business thing out? So uh, almost 20 years later, it's been uh, it's been good to me and my family. So Yeah, that's great. Anything you can do for 20 years, most people these days don't last that long. It's fairly rare for 20... in any industry. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't matter if you're working the line at Amazon or what. It's so, the truth. It's yeah. the truth. Yeah. It's a, it's a competitive business, just like real estate, obviously, or anything like that. But it's uh, it's uh, networking. It's uh, relationships. Um, it's developing a trust with clients. Um, um, it, it's a lot of things that play off one another. But um, I enjoy it. There's more challenging days than others, but it's... Uh, it's a good occupation to say the least. Well, one thing that I think is cool. So you guys are insurance brokers. That's right. You are not an insurance company. Yep. Which you'll see on Facebook, somebody you're like, Hey, what's the best? I'm getting car insurance. What's the best company I should go with? And I'm like, you know, you need a broker. I don't talk like that. Well, you don't, but I, <laughs> I have quite a few Facebook friends. Yeah. Uh, so what we are is uh InsureMax is an independent agency. Um, so what that means is that we are, we are a broker, just like Neil said, and, um, we represent, for instance, on home and auto insurance, we have direct contracts with 12 companies. Um, so even trying to bring prospects in, we've got 12 companies that we can broker through. But like I tell people all the time too, clients that I've had like Neil for a number of years is we will annually look and do a comparison because, you know, right now company A may be the best fit. That doesn't mean two years, three years down the road, company B or C may not be better. So we're always analyzing it, competing really against ourselves internally because we're trying to always find that fit. Not just in premium. Of course, that's very important. It's got to be competitive. But uh, coverage. Uh, and it gives us an opportunity to really uh, broker it out. And that's, that's not just for personal. The same thing, principle can go for life insurance, um, Business. health insurance, commercial, workers' comp, general liability. 
Yeah, we have contracts with the many companies. Well, I really, and I really think that when it comes to insurance, especially the the most important thing is not the company, it's the agent. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and and that's where I think somebody like you comes in. That you know, you are looking out for your client's best interest, and just your knowledge, your expertise, your guidance. Um, you know, because a lot of times you sign up with this giant company, and you and that's you know you don't have the same personal relationship that you would have with someone like yourself. I tell people all the time, it's, uh, I grew up in it and, um, my wife's been married to me. We, we actually just celebrated our 20th anniversary. So congratulations. Nice. <laughs> Thank you. And I'm sorry to her. No, I'm just teasing. Mm-hmm. Again, you, got, you got married when you're <laughs> getting started in the, yeah, yeah. the game. It was very close to <laughs> starting in Max about a year or so before, but no, no, she knows I've, I've taken claim calls, uh, waiting in line for it's a small world at Disney, uh, <laughs> Sunday afternoon, somebody calls their buying a car um, it's 24 7 and with you know with reasonable uh, expectations but i pride myself saying hey it doesn't matter what carrier i put you with i hold your insurance i'm your insurance agent and just trust that i'll have the benefits or the coverage there for you so i appreciate that yeah well the common theme out of all of our guests so far has been just the personal relationships even with the big commercial jobs we talked about with rodney and they're like people i mean people buy from people they know like and trust so it doesn't matter what names on your shirt or on your business card you know it doesn't matter who you work for people are going to buy from people they like yeah and people take care of them so across all industries give them good service yeah yeah service yeah service all that stuff it all falls in line well um you want to talk about numbers yeah we'll just kind of yeah bounce back and uh, forth yeah we'll we're we're a little uh discombobulated unusual today but you know whatever yeah it's a spooky see that's it's yeah it's um, spooky well you can chime in on some yeah if if you see in your field that kind of correlates to some of the numbers what do you what do you have over there for some some well numbers i don't know it's so weird things change in the market and then other things don't Mm -hmm. and you would think that they're you know it's graphs and stuff and you look at it so like average sold price july 249k approximately August 235, September 224. It's a fairly steep decline right. over just month over month. But then if you if you look at um, the sold to list price, July 97%. And when you look at the graph, it's a lot more dramatic than this. August 96.7, September 96.3. Mm. It's hardly a change. You're still getting a lot. So are we getting more... Um, affordable housing on the market and that's why the average sold price is dropping which that's, that's been the problem we've been fighting with now for years i was gonna say that's what i would think yeah we need affordable housing yikes um all right we ought to i like that inventory number we ought to make that like a common every time we talk about numbers how much inventory and that kind of you can see how that fluctuates mm-hmm. but i we don't we're not going to delve into all the crazy stuff but with the month to month and year to year stuff that we've been doing, you know, at the beginning of every month, average price it says up five point two percent, volume down two point two percent year to date. So, you know, year to date, your average price is still up a little bit. Like we ought to create like a little chart that just shows like little dots every month where that goes. Yeah. For just for ourselves, but there's probably one out there. But anyways, uh, and then home, you know, if you looked at, I guess you know, this always does Jefferson County. Oldham and Bullet. Let's see what Bullet did. September of 2018, 121, 2019. Sold. Yeah, sold 118. So almost <laughs> it's the same. Kind of the same. Yeah, year to date, um, 902 compared to 870 this year. So it's down 
five percent. Um, but the price, average selling price, one ninety one eight forty seven of last year and this year two eleven six ninety one. Mm. So up ten percent, almost eleven. So, uh, like I said, it's almost a broken record. One, I think, like one month. That hasn't. Know, one that month, hasn't. We, we thought we broke the, the Buller County code one month. We're like, yeah, we uh, did it. It's over. Yeah, but I mean, it's kind of it's similar just across all three of them, you know, or the MLS as a whole. Um, price change, it's up two or six point three two percent year to date, up five point two percent. You know, so um, it's kind of like I said, it's a broken a broken record, I guess, at this point. So. Um, are, are you guys seeing it's tr- like a seller's market right now? Oh yeah, yes. Unless you get to a higher price point, price yeah, gotcha. yeah. It really um, depends on price point. It, it's, I think it's it's interesting. I feel like there's been a pretty big shift since, you know, the spring in terms of, um, just things, things were moving so fast, and now, you know, you can almost breathe. You, I mean, it's nice as a listing agent when you put your house on the market or put a or list of property and it's, you know, you get multiple offers. It sells very quickly, but it also is difficult. You know, it's difficult for the buyer, it's difficult for the seller. So I've seen where, you know, things aren't moving quite as quickly. Um, the inventory is still low from a relative standpoint. Um, you know, 3,800 or so is what I just saw. Mm-hmm. Um, but from a, from a uh, historical standpoint, that's a really low number, but it's a lot higher than it has been for past two years. You know, we were, barely over 3000 homes uh to start the year or even even fewer than that and now you got closer to 4000 so you know i think that that has something to do with things not moving quite as quickly and also maybe the why we've seen a bit of a decline in um sale price correct mm-hmm. i agree with that i'm seeing more hit like for my people's searches and all that good stuff but still when you get a good one sometimes it still sells in a day or so yep. so yeah um there's stuff hitting um all right well we you can, ever get the one where something's been on the market for 45 days and you go look at it with some people and, and they have three oh, offers? Just, yeah. Oh, just, we just sold it. Yeah. I was telling Chris about that. <laughs> I had a house. It was last spring, but it set for like 12 days and we had a few showings, no offers or whatever. And all of a sudden on a Saturday, we got three offers in a bidding war. I'm like, it took almost two weeks. <laughs> and now all of a sudden everybody's deciding to, to write on it. Yeah. Uh, it's weird. And of course it's when you have your buyer that is ready to put an offer in. Exactly. Uh, all right. Well, um, you want to jump into the six pack? We can, are y'all yeah, done we, with numbers? I'm, I'm yeah, with we're numbers. good with um, numbers. Yeah. We, yeah. This is unorthodox doing the it's six all good. pack. We're, we still got to get to it. Yeah. So, um, love it. Yeah. And right. it's the afternoon now, so it's a little more appropriate to bust the six pack out. Now. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. We've been pulling it out in the morning occasionally. Nine o'clock. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, you want to start? All right. Yeah. All right, Chad. Cats or cards? Cards all the way. Yes. Let's see, we still, we, got, we still got to get a cats fan in here. We need, we need a chart. <laughs> I know. We really do. <laughs> I think it's like 20 to one, maybe. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that was easy. Um, <laughs> Uh, hometown. Where are you from? I'm from Louisville. Uh, Louisville. I lived here my whole year, uh, my whole life, except for uh, going to college at WKU. Nice. Like I said, go tops. I went there for like two years. But, uh, all right. What do you got for number three? All right. I got favorite restaurant. Well, he would. He may be from my absolute favorite restaurant. It's actually in Bowling Green. It's called Mariah's. I used to work there. Really? Love yeah. Mariah's. Uh, I was actually lucky enough to have it two weeks ago. We went down for a parent weekend to go visit my daughter. Locally, a uh, little bar restaurant, buddy of mine owns it, uh, Highland Taproom, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, has magnitude of, uh, I mean, 20, 30 beers on tap, but uh, Tommy Clemens is the owner, and um, he's a trade by trade, he's a chef by trade, 
Uh, the food is fantastic. So that's probably my local favorite place. Yeah, I worked there, like I said, my second year down there. I worked, I did like the, uh, I guess it's like the pasta line. That's all I did <laughs> the entire time was different types of pastas. Now, that place is badass. Worked there, never ate there. So I'm, I, I think the food's good. I mean, it, it went out good. What did they have at Mariah's? Um, it would be like a, uh, well, actually, it's a, like a Rafferty's, O'Charlie's type place where you got a full fledged menu if you want to go. Chicken, <laughs> uh, great steaks. Uh, I love their, uh, they had black eyed peas on the salad, which is great. Um, just a great environment, too. It's got a, it's a Bowling Green tradition, more or less, but it's one of my favorite places. We hit it every time we're in town. That was Very not part cool. of the six pack question. <laughs> that was just a follow. Right, yeah, you, you can just, have a follow. Yeah. All right. Let's. Uh, all right. What's your uh, favorite vacation spot? I've been blessed uh, to be able to take um, take a couple of ventures and vacations. Uh, matter of fact, uh, uh, Neil and I. I don't think we crisscrossed paths, but both of us went to New York City this summer. Oh, okay, that's uh, right. We took my family Memorial Day weekend. I remember seeing on Facebook you were up there about a week yep. later, if I'm not mistaken. But my absolute favorite place is uh, my mom and dad have a place uh, at St. Pete Beach. Just outside of Tampa. Nice. Uh, we take Southwest down to Tampa, 20-minute car ride, and we're at their place. Um, um, it's right next to a little uh, beach called Passa Grill. So that would be my go-to vacation if I could be like just a perfect, affordable yep. spot. But Hell yeah, uh, I've been blessed uh, to have gone to a couple of fun places. I've been to Tokyo. I uh, went to Alaska this summer. I want to go to Alaska. It's becoming amazing. Yeah, it yeah. was awesome. Uh, I've been able to go to Southern California, which was beautiful. Probably my favorite, but I've only been there once with Maui. So we've been blessed uh, to be able to check out some I places. would think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. All right. Uh, that's your turn. Yeah, All right. Please. So what what do you do free time or not working, you know, that if you if you get much of that? Well, I have four kids, um, and they're all very active, oldest being 18, a 15-year-old, a 10-year-old, and a 4-year-old. He was our little curveball. Oh, man. <laughs> the, uh, the old Mount, Neil mentioned it earlier. My oldest played competitive uh, soccer for years, um, but my son's a baseball player at Trinity, and my 10-year-old daughter is getting into competitive soccer. So if I'm not at work or if we're not at home, we're on the ball fields. Yeah. And I love nothing more than to go watch, whether it be travel ball or just go watch them compete. Um, outside of that, from a hobby perspective, absolutely love movies. I'm a movie nerd. Uh, there's nothing cool. better than a night out and going to see a movie. Nice. I don't go out. I, I just wait for them to hit whatever and buy it. <laughs> I don't see many movies at all because we, we don't go out to see them. And then I don't want, I watch football on TV basketball during basketball season and i lately i just don't watch tv that much i don't either but netflix is keeping you to where you don't have to leave your house anymore. like you right. release it yeah, on it there oh, yeah. so well, here i'm not complaining my, my new my go-to is watch some stand-up comedy on netflix before i go to sleep i love it yeah. we're we watch a lot of that as well chris That's i can't great. stand stand-up comedy and i freaking love it oh what's wrong with that? i don't my I wife don't doesn't know. like stand-up either i'm oh. My wife does love movies. I mean, she always wanted to go to the movies when we were younger, and I never did. And now mm-hmm. um, I regret not going more because, you know, we have three kids, and it's uh, it's a lot harder these days, you know, and unless we're going to go see a movie that, you know, we don't particularly want right. to see. Um, <laughs> but I mean, we did go see Toy Story 4, which was which was great. But, um, but you know, yeah, we have to – like to have a date night and go to a movie – it it is nice. Yeah, it, 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 we don't go as often, but it is a – it's a go-to night out. I can't think of the last. I'm sitting here racking my brain. Oh wait, yeah, I know. I know we've got another six pack, but this is oh. this is kind of relevant movie wise. Uh, anyone new Star Wars trailer? Oh, I'm a I'm all about it. <laughs> no, I well, I mean, 
Chad and I are the same age. Oh yeah. When I was a kid on the Betamax VCR, we had um, episode four that I watched over and over to where I knew the entire script by heart. It is it, like Star Wars is in my DNA. And the new trailer came out Monday night. It did during Monday Night Football. Yep. Yep. And uh, I watched it. Well, I was really tired. I was kind of dozing in and out. And my daughter's like, it's on, it's on. I was like trying to watch it. Well, I watched it Tuesday, the next day. And I really did get chills. Mm. I, I tell people, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think anybody that was born in the mid 70s, uh, George Lucas did a number on us. It's uh, it, it's I, I'm a Star Wars uh, geek. I absolutely am proud to say that. So I'm looking forward to seeing episode nine here at Christmas. Nine of them. I saw a trailer like they're doing a spinoff for The Shining. Did y'all see that? It's called yes. Doctor. It's the sequel. Doctor Sleep. I Doctor think. Sleep. I just saw it right before I walked out the door. I was like, "What the hell?" Was My dad that? was here the other day and left his book, and it's that book. I think. Oh, it's, really? Uh, I think it's the little boy Jack Nicholson's son, Danny, grown up. Okay. Oh. I just saw. Like I said, I was walking out the door and I stopped and watched it because I've seen a lot of the similarities in the door. I started watching. It. I was like. Where are, they, where are they going with the this? The little twins on the yep. big wheels and yep. stuff. All that's so it. So is it, it a cash grab or is it like a real... Uh, Stephen King it says wrote a Stephen sequel. King. Yeah, yeah, he wrote a sequel called uh, Dr. Sleep. Um, I haven't read it. What took him so long? Like right? 30, right. 40 years to come out with the sequel. Um, yeah, all right. Well, I'm, I'm waiting for uh, Once Upon a Time in Mexico or in Hollywood to come out. I want to see that too. That, that should, I think it's supposed to come out like the first week in November. That's so. Tarantino. Yep. Okay. It looked good. You, we we missed the we missed the uh the theater, so now we've been waiting and checking on right. online, waiting to see when it's gonna come out. I think it's gonna come out the sixth or seventh of November, so we'll watch it. All right, well let's finish the last let's do the last one right here. Um what do you want to be when you grow up? That's question six. Absolutely. When I growing up, uh, <clears throat> it wasn't insurance. <laughs> oh, uh, come on. You know, Don't I, lie to us. I always like to draw. <laughs> I remember my mom teases me. I was like, hey, I'm going to be a runner and an artist. I'm going to run and work out all day and be an sure. artist. And I, I sort of looked into some graphic design and art, but I realized I wasn't very talented with right. that. So. You either got it or you don't. <laughs> I didn't have it. So, But uh, no, I, I did not dream of uh, going into the insurance business. But um, um, I guess if I had to say I'd be an artist, I suppose. Nice. I think we've only met one that has so far done what he yeah. just just the one has lived up to his dream. Um, all right. Well, that closes up the six pack. So um, thanks for participating in that. I don't think you had a choice, but thanks anyway. <laughs> um, the requirement. Yeah, the requirement. So um, all right. Well, let's jump into some other cool stuff that might be really cool in about eight months or nine months or ten months if Chris comes on the show. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, Coach. Yeah. Coach. So Mike. well. Three out of the four of us were at an event. True. Um, the other day, and it sounds like was, it was a good time. <laughs> Chad was there, and I was there with Jeremy, and we didn't know that Chad was there until later. And I actually had thought about it, and um, but didn't but didn't see him. But we went and uh, to a little event where Chris Mack was speaking, and that was it was really cool. He has got a charismatic personality. And kind of commands the room, but is still very real and and approachable. What did he um like with the Satterfield thing? How long was he up there, Chris Mack, Coach Mack? I, uh, I say he talked for 35, 40 minutes. Well, yeah, I, probably. I, so. Damn. He he um, I think he, he probably talked for fifteen or twenty, but he opened it up for questions, and he and he didn't mm-hmm. turn a question down. Like if you, he basically you know the the whole thing is only supposed to last about an hour. 
and um you know but anybody that had a question he was willing to answer it and that was uh was pretty cool he did seem very just chill real down to earth um and uh you know a little different than our previous regime and if, if anybody yes. doesn't know chris mack is the head coach of all basketball men's right. team um <laughs> but uh but yeah so that was it was pretty cool and we did we did meet him in person we did, well he was there we went and shook his hand and um what did we ask him neil we asked him if he'd be interested in coming on talk about town yeah, we have two two that are like on this top podium. One of them Satterfield, and one of them Mac. That we're we're gonna work our way through our channels to eventually get but, them on. But here. he said he would. But I mean, he with the caveat that it it would be after the season. I mean, I That's I'm fine. sure he is. I tell you guys, insanely uh, busy. Unlike the previous regime, I think both both uh, Coach uh, Satterfield oh, and Coach Mac yeah. are attainable. We have more of a chance now than we would have four years ago five years ago yes. like yeah that wouldn't even have been an option no uh i believe that in due time it may you know it'll come to fruition so but, otherwise we wouldn't be going after it right and just a quick mention the um the event where chris mack spoke was it's uh it's little little known group called the quarterback club that um chad is actually a board member of that's correct and it's been around a long time and uh, it's kind of cool it's just 12 events a year and just, there's usually someone involved with UofL or UK, um, and they come and you know speak to a pretty intimate group. You know, maybe eighty to hundred people, or you know, if you get somebody like Chris Mack, it might be what couple couple three hundred at the most. But but um, it's just an opportunity that you don't normally get. Um, usually, they're at these very large speaking engagements, and um, so again, it's just a more intimate setting, and they serve you food, and yeah, it's a good. Anything else you want to add to that? Uh, you nailed it. It's a sport theme, uh, generally one a month. Um, sometimes you might get two a month depending on the time of year, but it's uh, there's always UK talks, UofL talks, Derby talks. Um, it's very affordable. Uh, yeah, and it's been around a long time. I'd say it's probably been around for about 40 years or so. Maybe I'll make the next one. <laughs> I'll make sure you guys know about it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Mal ended up being tied up. He was, he was going to be there. Yeah. That's all right. Babysitting. Yeah, you know, just to talk about that, me, I, as a lifelong Louisville fan, I think you guys will agree, too. I, you can tell in the way that he communicates with these, just whether it be on Twitter, whether it be on social media, he's a real guy. Yeah, um, he is. I mean, I love to have uh, beer and wings with him. Like, yeah, you know, he just my, gets it. He, seems he does. My wife it. follows him and his wife on uh, Twitter, and she said they're hilarious. She'll show me stuff every now and then, like what they're posting on it. So, I mean, that's stuff that, again – not to beat a dead horse here, but you know, that didn't happen a no. few years ago. So that makes a big deal. We, yeah. me and him talked the other day for like 20 minutes about how they said if Petrino had been a little more personal, might've bought him a few years, you know, just right. being a little bit nicer and a little cooler, a little bit more of a guy, you know, just, uh, it might've bought you a little bit longer of a, of a least. <laughs> well, I think that it's, I think you're seeing kind of a generational shift in coaching, mm-hmm. you know, like, like you, I think people are proving, um, guys like coach Satterfield, coach Mack, that, you can be, or I mean, Dabo Sweeney, Dabo Sweeney's like the number one example. Yeah. You can be a nice guy and uh, whether recruits. you like Dabo or not, I mean, most people will say he's pretty, pretty cool, pretty nice guy. <laughs> um, uh, we won't get into the religious stuff. Anyway, he, um, he just, you know, they, like I said, they just seem to be real guys. They are themselves. They can relate to the kids and, um, and they're not, I mean, not to say they don't yell and don't get, and they're not fiery, but, but they're not um, berating and they're not. You know, like I feel like you've got like Nick Saban, he's like this genius, or Bobby Petrino, everybody says he's this offensive genius, but they but they don't have any personality. You know, they, they don't seem or and Rick Patino. I mean, Rick Patino was a brilliant coach, but 
not approachable, not a guy that you know you're gonna you could feel like you're gonna go and have a beer with. You're whatever. never gonna see Rick at Roosters. That's <laughs> no, that's <laughs> right. that's right. I told yeah. you that and the, my and brother saw him there. It's like Belichick. <laughs> well, and I, and it's I think it's in the business world too. You just, people don't want to be yelled at. People don't want to be mm-hmm. berated and belittled. And uh, and I think that you can be an effective leader without doing those things. And I, these guys are proof. You know, I read an article. Nick Saban eats the same thing every day. Because he said it saves him time, like junior he, college players. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, every morning he eats um, the king dongs or whatever the hell you call them, you know, for breakfast and then for lunch he has a salad. Like every single, he said it saves him time, like makes him more efficient yeah. to not have to think about food. I'm like, dude, like that's on another level. They're, like, they're, they're cut differently. That's uh, yeah, 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 for well, sure. That, that, I went to this um, business planning thing um, Thursday last week. And a lot, I was really looking at my schedule and like trying to become more efficient. But when you're eating like the same thing just to cut out time, like I look at it like during the day, I'm like, all right, I'm going to chill for a sec and yeah. have some food. And- I'm sure that didn't cross your mind. Like, man, maybe if I just eat the same thing every day, I'll be so much more productive. I'll make so many more closings. <laughs> but uh, what did, uh, before we change gears, what did Max, did he say anything about the basketball? Like, what's well, he, what's he, he thinking? He said a lot about it. And like, for, for one thing I thought was cool, we got a hell of a know, team. Like, we really surprised last year. For sure. This year, he hopes to not surprise because okay. we're preseason number five right now. Right. Yeah, he's saying now. He, I think he even made the quote. He goes, "If uh, he goes, if we're a surprise team this year, that means we failed." Yeah. Yeah. He says you, there'll be someone up here, someone else up here next year. It's a, yeah, going the other direction with yeah. the surprise. Yeah, because we got. I mean, and like I said, they keep signing. Me and him talked the other day. Like they keep signing all these kids for next year. And like, we're. I don't know if we took. Well, we take a step back for a year with David. That was like that was our one down year pageant. He yeah. even mentioned that he made a comment by saying oh, David was in a hard spot. Oh, uh, you the worst. Was. You know, he didn't know where it was going to go, and basically he tried to maintain Rick's system for that one year. And he said even last year, um, so many of those guys, uh, he kind of pinpointed their offense is fairly similar, but the defense is. Um, mm-hmm. um, he he said like Russ uh, could get by with giving a guy a step or two so quick he'd swipe the ball. Away. Oh yeah, yeah. He said they don't have that caliber speed on them with but doesn't mean they're uh, worst defenders um no my, my take on it, i don't know about you guys is he's very optimistic i think the sky's he's he's shooting for conference championship and uh, ncaa success for sure yes and i thought i thought after a lot of the scandals i was like this is gonna set us back for a decade I, but when you make the right hire and get a guy like him, minimized it yeah, it tells you about your conference when you're preseason number five, and we're preseason and finished third in our own <laughs> yeah. conference. That's it's crazy. Well, and I think, um, you know, I mean, U of L basketball obviously is a pretty established program, um, but I I think there's something about bringing in a, another head coach. You know, even if they weren't at the same level, like obviously Xavier is a pretty good basketball program, and um, you know, Coach Satterfield coming from um, App State's a really good football program at a lower level. They're FBS, but, you know, they don't compete in the same level conference. Right. But point is, they know what they want to do. They have they have an agenda. They have a plan. It, they have a formula for success. And, um, you know, not to say first-year coaches can't come in and do well right away. But um, I think there's, you know, there's a, there's a commanding presence with a guy that comes in, has a system. It's proven. It works. And, uh, and I mean, yeah, I mean, Chris definitely – has not shied away from expectations. And I mean, he's, he's a U of L fan. I think he's, he's a coach, but he's also like, he wants to maintain that level. You know, he understands the expectations 
And uh, like I said, he he doesn't shy away from them. And the difference in those two, again, we talked about the other day. I think this might be destination jobs for both of them. I don't know if either one of these guys will leave, especially mm-hmm. I, I think Chris McElby. I think they're going to be here till they build a statue of him. I don't, I don't see them getting offered. I hope so. I don't see Mike. Yeah, I mean, so. yeah. the the difference is so minute to bump up yeah. for both of them, for football and basketball. I just don't – I mean, the money they're making now – is that used to be what it was. Somebody come in, throw them a stupid number and they see you right. later. We're out of here. Now everybody can kind of compete with maybe not the exact same amount as Michigan or Ohio state, but not enough to make somebody just want to pick up and leave. But with Satterfield, I guess we'll see. Tom, Tom will tell. I, do agree. I hope, I mean, I, especially I feel like we were on the coaching carousel back about what, six years ago where every year we had a new coach because somebody's mm-hmm. leaving and that gets, well, if you old. look at uh, the history of UofL football coaches that have left, and it never it doesn't seem to pan out, well. out. I mean and not <laughs> to say that true. it never could or never would but I mean yeah I think you know we've kind of proven regardless of the administration that we will pay our coaches hell yeah and yes. the facilities now are as good as anybody's anywhere and and the ACC conference is a you know it's you have a both chance sports to, you can recruit right. the hell out of you them. have a chance to compete for championships and that's, I think that's what you want you want to be able to compete at the highest level with whatever division you're coaching so you know if, if you're an FBS or NCAA basketball coach, you know, you want to be able to compete at the highest level and um, ACC, you know, obviously in football, maybe not as highly regarded as the, as the SEC or whatever, but, right. but you have a path to get to the college football playoffs and that's, you know, like that's what you need. And then, and probably an easier path for the most part. And then in basketball, ACC is obviously always been good. So, yeah. And we're sitting here talking about, we're not even mentioning that we just locked up, Dan McDonald for like till for the next fifty years, and he's <laughs> and he's going to the College World Series every other year, and then right. our soccer team every year is number six or five or something. We have a new uh, coach in soccer. Do this we? Year. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Um, John Michael Hayden. Yep. Yep. Okay. Well, Louisville guy. Louisville guy. Well, yeah. uh, well, we're really good at soccer. Oh yeah, I, I, I keep up with them with them once they start. You know, towards yep. the end of the year when they start. Yes, <laughs> and I think I've said it on here before. It's the best ticket in town. It's a good time. Yeah, it's uh, it's high level. It's intimate. It's a good stadium. It's fun. So I did want to add real quick that this is just a prelude to our future U of L sports podcast or local. I'm just kidding. Okay. Yeah. We uh, we 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 all are passionate sports fans too. So um, pretty easy to get off on a tangent. We've probably already lost the cats fans on this one. (laughs) I'm done with this shit. Like, (laughs) I'll catch them on the next. Sorry. Sorry about that, fellas. That's all right. All right. We can switch gears and jump into Halloween stuff since, you know, we're coming down the stretch. Um, I know you have parties. Uh, I don't, we I don't have know. have a big Halloween party. I don't so. do it up big. So if you all do it up, you all talk about it. Well, four or five years ago, because we always were trick-or-treating, my daughter had a friend over and to trick-or-treat with her. And then the next year, they're like, you want to do that again? And she's And her friend, the mom's like, yeah, but oh, so and so wants to come, and and there was like a small group that came, and over the course of a few years, it's a th- like we don't even have to invite people now because it's that's a cool. Come over, huh? I mean, we did invite people, and we For invited sure. even more people this year. In fact, all of you, if you want to come, you're invited. Yeah, he's, very good. Not, be, not be, listeners. The I was going to say in this room. he's pointing everybody at everybody. Yeah, he's pointing at everybody. I was in this, pointing in the room. Yeah, in not the room. everyone listening. <laughs> um, but we there's a ton of kids. I've got three kids. And all the people that come generally are either our family or kids or people with kids. And our neighborhood is very good for trick-or-treating. 
Nice. We uh, we do the thing where you take the kerosene inside the pumpkin and you set it on fire and it looks really cool. You'll you tell me about that because I, I, I'm interested. Take a, a toilet paper roll yeah. and you douse it in kerosene. You put it inside the pumpkin and you can do different colors of chemicals and stuff too. When you light it, it like fire comes through the top and it and it doesn't yeah, burn out for a long time that's cool it's amazing okay yeah because what we do for thanksgiving is we got we have one of those above ground little fire pits and we put it in the driveway and then me and my father-in-law and a couple of us will sit there and drink beer and hand out kid, kids that walk up the driveway while i guess this year chris will take scarlet and walk around the road so yeah i put a couple of those oh yeah put some dye or something what are you uh, talking about my neighborhood we see that all the time but you also see uh dad's pulling the little uh wheelbarrow baskets oh, so they have the cooler sh- beer in it with don't, <laughs> perfect don't tell chris because well, i've already told her well what you I'm know doing. why the the ghost would come right oh for wow. the booze. Uh, <laughs> I was wondering if you oh, found yeah. any well, of those or not. No, I, I might have found one or two. It's, it's Halloween. I saw somebody put there might be flurries. Somebody like yesterday said there could be flurries, which, what, two weeks ago it was 95. So, sure, why not flurries? Yeah, but I don't know if I'll be sitting out in the driveway. <laughs> There'll still be kids out there. You can get oh, yeah, for sure. Well, that's what me and Chris was saying. A couple years ago, somebody started like trying to move Halloween to like the last Saturday of the month. Mm-hmm. I can get behind that all day. That would be great. Like just the last Saturday of October is just always Halloween, and it would b- bounce back and forth. But like Wednesdays, like this year's a Thursday, right? It's Thursday, a Thursday. Yeah, Wednesdays, yeah. Thursdays. Now, when every couple se- seven years or so, when it hits on Saturday, that's when everybody loses their mind. And they right. have all the parties, and it's crazy. But uh, Give, it, give um, us the day off, give, you know. Right. Should, just you should have a, a recovery day from Halloween. Just like the concept, move like the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Exactly. Super yeah, Bowl or, 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 or that's what they're trying to do. On Sunday, or, but then but make or make Monday's it a holiday on Monday. Yep, that's um, what everybody's pushing for too. I uh, yeah, my brother lives on Hillcrest Avenue. Oh yeah. And nice. um, if you're from Louisville, if you're familiar, you know Hillcrest is the Halloween street. It's actually kind of nationally known that they have just virtually everybody on the street decorates and embraces and it's it's insane my brother has a big party every year to, to help pay for his halloween church. nice so they they, they have everybody <laughs> Gotta go come fund and, me account <laughs> yeah he, he has a uh, beer and chili and he just says you know bring a bag of candy and they're literally over ten thousand kids that come Dang. down hillcrest avenue on halloween on day. halloween day halloween. and it's uh no so his party is the week before but it's just it really is crazy like you just it's nonstop. We have to work in shifts to pass out the candy. Mm-hmm. I won't be attending this year because I'm coming to Neil's party. Yeah, um, nice. But um, it's it's uh, well. This is our first year in the neighborhood. Our first full year. Like last year, we and now now that you're the president of, you have to yes, yes, yeah. show I, face. I have to be shake right. hands and um, give out the I full candy bars. It's required. <laughs> <laughs> we got hello. Well, you know, and, and actually, you know, if you go to my house on Halloween, there probably won't be anybody there because it'll be over here at Neil's. But um. But yeah, it's 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 a good time. Like my brother's party is good, but it it's overwhelming. Like you know, when we would take our kids, we would actually go one street over to Pennsylvania, just because you can't hardly move on Hillcrest. You got we got the back way down the alley and go cut over to to Pennsylvania. It's still crazy on Pennsylvania, but not to the same level. But you, you could go over there tonight, a week uh, eight days out of Halloween, yeah. and you'll have a crowd there tonight. Yep. Just walking right. up and down the street. I just found out about all this like two days ago. I've had like three people mention like we're gonna head over there and look at the Halloween stuff, and I'm like, no, what is it? And like now, apparently it's a it's bumper to bumper world traffic. known yeah. driving and you looking at stuff. Car, yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. like it's Christmas saying, lights, but well, Halloween saying, stuff. No, saying it's decoration almost undersells it. It's like figures and movement and lights and themes and 
it's right. Yeah. I mean, then there's know, the there's, one house where somebody doesn't do anything. Just yeah, sit there. Yeah, like, there are, there's those, a lot of pressure for this. House. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. We, I feel like those people that don't like Halloween, you either you don't want to live on Hillcrest or you just you know go away for a month. But yeah. like, if you're if you're driving, I don't know. If you just kind of randomly went into it, you you get in trouble. Um, you'd be a little bit like, what the heck's going on here? But um, make a it, wrong turn. Like, where am I? <laughs> it's it really is pretty crazy. Well, um, it is a must. I guess I need to ride over there and check it out. At least, apparently, I've, I've been living. Uh, I live 15 minutes from one of the greatest attractions and just found out about it. And it's free. And it's well, free. Yeah. Well, you know how like there's 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 always like one house in the neighborhood that re- people you know they decorate. They're like these are the people they go all out for Halloween. Well, on on Hillcrest, it's like it's all of them. 90 percent <laughs> of them, yeah. And like and there's different themes. Like my brother's is like Hogwarts on Hillcrest, and the next door people are like the Wizard of Oz. And I don't know. There's just there's the one that just does the big ass spider. Yes, it takes <laughs> over the house. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. But it's just a big spider. Like I, you know, it's fun. I, you should I'm go over there. Sure. Like I said, just get out of the car. Park. You may have to park two streets over, but it's definitely worth uh, an hour or so. All right. Well, I've got a week or so, so I'll go check it out. Um, all right. Well, before we shut everything down, we were talking about basketball a minute ago. Did y'all hear about the secret scrimmage? Did everybody hear about the secret? Oh, Coach oh, Mac yeah. talked about it. Did he? Yeah, yeah. Yep. he did. All the high hopes we're sitting here talking yeah. about, and then I, I saw. I don't know what the score was. It was eighty to sixty nine. Supposedly is what you know the tweet or whatever went out. But uh, what did he say? Did he? Coach Mac just basically he. You could tell that he was. I think happy that um, they got to put it to him. Not uh, and it wasn't official. So eighty, 80 to sixty nine is, and we got beat. We, right. We, yeah. He said we got handled pretty. pretty in nice. the first game of the year is a conference game, which is crazy. Yeah, we play Miami first game of the year yeah. on the road. Do we? Yeah. And uh, Malik's out. Um, David Johnson from Trinity's out. Uh, Quentin Quinn's another freshman. Paul Kimmer uh, was last name. Like Solinsky. I don't know. They're missing some players, but you could tell that it's going to give him some um, um, some food for thought to. Mm-hmm. Get but he gives him ammo too. Like, well, you know. he also did say, you know, there you approach things differently in a scrimmage that you wouldn't. Oh, you I know, guarantee it. Foul trouble, minutes played by certain players. Oh, coaching styles like and stuff yeah. like that. Oh. Yeah, that makes sense. But the bottom line is, it it gave it gave them a dose of reality. It's like you know they've been hearing how great they are. Oh, yeah. All all preseason. That, um, you can stop all that right now for sure. Right. And, and, was... again. and so again, he, he like I said before, he's not shying away from those expectations. But it's like, look, you got to show up and play. And, um, you know, he said, it's one thing to, to play like a, an exhibition game against a lower level opponent that you destroy. Like we play Bellarmine. Well, and and he said Bellarmine's kind of an exception because Bellarmine has a really good program. And, and they win the national championship. Yeah, they're, they're competitive <laughs> with us. Um, you know, like if you don't, if you don't come to play against Bellarmine, they will beat you. And yeah. they're such good shooters. They don't miss, they don't necessarily have the athletes at every position, but they're going to they execute well coached. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, but you know, playing some like Southwest directional state, you know, Division yeah. two school that you can beat by sixty, like you don't learn much from that. But you play Ohio State in a in a, a real scrimmage, um, a Division one like legit Power five school, um, you learn a lot more, you know. And so that was, uh, like he said, especially in a season like this where you're playing first game conference opponent. It, it was you, you may find and i didn't know this i guess the ncaa started letting teams do this about 10 years ago he said the revenue generated from a school like louisville with concessions parking beer sales etc even those two exhibitions they're money makers but mm-hmm. vince uh, uh 
okayed it, and I, I, I got to take that Chris wants to make this maybe an annual thing. He'd rather just do one exhibition. Yeah. And um, they think they'll make up the revenue elsewhere. Hmm. Right. I didn't know that. Well, let's yeah. get more out of it. Yeah. yeah, let's get battle tested. When well, that nobody started. knew about. So, like, oh, hey, do you know what happened yesterday? Like, well, no, right. that's what I said. They were calling it the secret scrimmage. Yeah. So, uh, well, it it is such that he he explained that the NCAA rules don't permit an actual ticket sales and all that stuff with a scrimmage. So was they a, would with the so it was a pickup game with Ohio State. Love on. Ohio State playing a pickup yeah. game. Well, he said they did a. They yeah. did say no. He yeah. said they did a forty-minute game, twenty-minute halves, and they actually played an additional ten minutes once the game was over with just freshmen. Mm-hmm. I think. With the That's cool. Clock, with yeah. the running clock and just let them, yeah, get get time, see get, where they're at. Yeah, see, you know, get some development. Time. I like it. Maybe yeah. maybe we'll have a press fest next time. Yeah. <laughs> That's work on it, guys. <laughs> We're working on it. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm the food guy, so this is, you know, we we always have kind of like when I'm on, I usually talk about food. So I did, uh, I've told you before that I'm willing to travel for good food. We don't have to go to, it's not always Bardstown road or Frankfurt Avenue where the good food is. And you know, I love Asian food. So I, I'm pretty sure I'd been there before, but I didn't remember it being that great. So I, you know, but I've read really good reviews. So I went back and there's a, there's a little Thai restaurant, um, called Thai noodles on Preston. And it's, uh, it's actually, it's actually really good. I ate way too much food for one person. I had like a sampler platter appetizer because I wanted to try a bunch of things, which is like two of several different things. It's an it's a sampler platter <laughs> for two, and then I had fried rice. Nothing nothing crazy, but it's just good good uh, staple items on the menu that you can you know generally if those are good, then other things will be good. Right. Um. But yeah, it was a good experience. So Thai noodles on Preston. Um. It's the Jeremy Judas Silver approval. So, you know, Excellent. Is that what we're going to start calling it? I'll say thumbs or we, – we, we, we need to figure all that stuff out. We'll do it next time. Two, t- two tongues up. Oh, no. <laughs> we can't do that. <laughs> we can't that do that. That could go into a whole different <laughs> realm. There. I know. A different podcast. It might get us some more uh, listeners if, if you have forgiven two and three tongues up. But, uh, you, <laughs> do you have anything else? Sorry. No, I appreciate you guys having me on. Thanks uh, for coming on. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Yeah, big time fun. If you had a good time, we'll make it a recurring. There you go. Segment. That's right. To stop in. Um, anything else from you? No, nope, that's it. Thanks to our guests for coming in. Hopefully, um, like I said, this one was kind of unorthodox. We mixed it all up. But, uh, hey, that's all right. Yep. Keep, keep them guessing. Keep them on their toes. Um, right. Happy, happy Hall- Halloween. 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 Hallow's yep. Eve, whatever. Space all Halloween. Halloween. All Halloween. Yep. All right. Well, um, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Y'all have a good one. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Talk About Town. Don't forget to like and follow us on social media. Our music was composed by Andrew Codeman. Make sure to join us next time. Malachi Hadley and Neil Cox are realtors with Smith & Wilson Realty.